Podcast 117, brought to you by Five Pin Universe and the original podcast crew. Daryl is on a little vacay with the family. Oh, we have the, the Wiseman <laughs> twins and Mr. The Goat, Adam Weber, apparently, as he was known all weekend. I like the uh, boys. <laughs> I don't believe it, but... <laughs> was, that, was that Mark and Henry? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a bunch of average people, so yep. we worry about it. Average shows. <laughs> uh, so, if people didn't know, the TPC or TPC at Sherwood happened over the past weekend and uh, reached an unreal number of 278 entries. The biggest cash tournament I know of. Um, I know the KG Open was always spoken about in the past. I don't know if they ever reached that kind of number. Um, with a 48 cut, but this was a, still a 32 cut. Um, thoughts, guys? I know Wiseman's, you all worked it. Adam, you you bowled it, obviously. You guys have any thoughts you want to get off your chest right away? Uh, off the chest? <laughs> Not necessarily, but <laughs> what, what, what a turnout. 278 entries. I, I, yeah. I never thought that that would ever come to fruition, even with the WCBT involvement. Uh, although I, say, I still think that is the main push uh, for, for, for everybody kind of, you know, coming out and joining. Um, one question I did have at some point, Carrie, uh, is to see what our memberships numbers have gotten to kind of year over year at some point throughout uh, this podcast maybe. But uh, <laughs> uh, I- incredible uh, number of people uh, throughout um, scores were less than I think anybody was anticipating with those numbers. Uh, but it was definitely uh, it, it, a lot of challenges uh, through throughout um, throughout the bowling. So and everybody seemed to go through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I have to say it's a marathon. I don't. If anybody, if anybody participates and helps out, it's it's definitely a marathon. It's not. Uh, if you like your sleep, it's not for the faint of heart by any <laughs> means, right? So uh, always enjoy everybody that comes out. Super appreciate it for everybody that helps out and. And comes and uh, participates in the event, and comes to Sherwood Bowl. Uh, did we ever think it would go up to two hundred and seventy-eight? Never. I mean, realistically, for a lot of times that we were playing the regular events, for the most time it was always one hundred and fifty, right? Now it's almost double that, and uh, it's it's crazy to think that I think we had one hundred and fifty-seven unique people that ended up showing up. So in the past, it used to be. Uh, was it one and a half time? There was kind of the unwritten rule to be a re-entry. Now it's almost two. It's almost two. So you can see where people's mindsets are nowadays. Uh, they're in it to win it. They're not in it just to show up and play their one event, right? And uh, I think that's the cool part. Uh, the mentality's changed a whole lot, right? And it got younger. I mean, obviously we'll we'll talk about Mikhail a little bit later, but and but you look it around and. Um, we used to be the young guys, and now there's way more people younger than us than there is our age, I think, nowadays. Yeah, 278 is an insane number. Um, definitely definitely the high. Uh, after last year, we had 266 um, to be beaten shortly by Regina later, but those were the two highest cash limits ever. I think if we went back and we talked to some people, and I think the highest for, like, KG was, like, 230 or somewhere around, somewhere around that mark, but... Uh, insane um adam you're right like there was scores were definitely lower than expected yet our high end was higher than expected i mean we have six people seven people average over 300 
to qualify. Like that's that's a crazy number. Yet thirty one was you know thirty five pins lower than last year for the cut. So it's really interesting how the high end was like super high, but the cut ended up getting being lower. But um, yeah, definitely the longest weekend ever. <laughs> I mean, we cut we cut the doubles back by one game, and it still ran just as late as normal. So, holy, it was. That's because your your Friday shift went a lot longer than it usually does. Yeah, I mean, let's let's think let's think about this. Who thinks a three on three lane draw lasts six hours? And then and then I make the announcement about let's maybe keep pace of play, and then Gino is the one who gives me the applause. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. I was like, Gino, I'm looking at you here, bub. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, uh, I, it's just crazy. Like, it's, I, I think it's um, something that, you know, we you can't address, but you can't address. I don't, I don't know how, how to address it. Um, it's, you know, six hours or five and a half hours, six hours for a three on three and then seven hours for four on four. It's, uh, it's, it's an hour too much for either of them, right? And I just think that... It's you know, is it people get getting ready and pre-shot routines and or they're just not ready to bowl? And I think that's a lot of it too, right? They're just not ready to bowl. I think a big part of it too is our commitment to pure random. Like I'm literally taking a lane draws and throwing them to a randomizer and spitting out what it comes out as. So sometimes you get some bad combos. You get. You get, you know, Aaron Art with Adam Weber and Gino. Well, we're screwed. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's clarify this. It was Saturday afternoon random. If you it look, was, if, it was mostly yeah, it was random. If, if, if anybody ever looked, if it, anybody, it was alphabetical, wasn't it? Except for it except for D and K got mixed up. There was one person, but I don't uh, know how that happened. I guess yeah, Donkey but, Kong goes first. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you look, yeah, that wasn't random. So everybody knew that on the lane draw. Now, if you looked at the last one, one but um, well, yeah. Well, to, before we get too deep into this, let's uh, let's just pay some bills here, and we'll bring in our uh, our special guest because I'm sure this this whole night is going to be filled with TPC talk. So we might as well get everybody involved with it, eh? For sure. All right. So um, for as little as two dollars a month, you can patron at patreon.com/slash5pinuniverse. Become one of our main patrons that help us run this podcast weekly, mostly weekly. We have a few press conferences here in between and all that good stuff. Now that tournament season is back and the WCBT is in full swing. So um, please help us out and join in and help us make this podcast better and better and better and bring new ideas. Um, and then also, also, wow, All-Star Bowling Sales, uh, our weekly sponsor, we're going to kick off their commercial, and then we'll bring in the special guest. All right. Without further introduction, we have our 2021 TPC at Sherwood champion, Mr. Derek Gall. Hey, buddy. Thank you very much. Congrats, bud. Welcome, to the, welcome to the podcast, and uh, thank you very much for doing this. As we said, uh, after you win a tournament, you probably go on a big, long press tour, and you fit <laughs> us in, so it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Was, I remember when you guys first started tooling this, I told, I think it was Tim or Dexter, that I'm not going to come on until I, you know, did something worthy. So <laughs> I as well make a big splash and make it a good one. I think I'll have to <laughs> subscribe to Patreon too, since I got a couple bucks kicking around now. Hopefully a higher tier. So... 
Derek, before we go ahead and talk about your amazing run and stuff like that, um, give us your thoughts on the whole weekend and how long it ran and all that stuff that Tim was uh, filling our ears with. Um, I mean, it's run so smooth. I'm sure there's things that the bowlers don't see that go wrong, but like on the cover, everything like it looks great, like no problems. I know things run late, but I mean, you guys are having probably the best worst problem where like you have all these entries coming in and like, what do you do? Like you have to start stacking shifts, which is the best problem to have. Um, but again, it's always run so well. Uh, just great showing, seeing people from all over the country, especially in that numbers. Like you're looking around every shift thinking like 20 guys could make it out of this shift and you're surprised when they don't. Just the caliber the whole way across is just insane. I mean, we were talking earlier about how the cut was lower and I think that was because people were feeling so much pressure because like everybody's here. Everybody. Yeah, like... um I guess this is kind of where we can add our personal thoughts or whatever, but when I was playing the Thursday shift, I started out red hot, obviously started out really good, and then it just disappeared, and I don't know um, if I got into coast mode a little too early or whatever, and I started struggling, and then you try and find it, and it my normal shot definitely wasn't there, and I was lucky enough Friday morning to... Um, take some insight from some of the other players that were playing really well and end up scoring it well enough to make the cut. But it, it, it's interesting at Sherwood, um, a lot of people see it as a, a fairly easy scoring house and stuff like that. But there's times where it, it'll just punish you. You throw nothing but chops, nothing but splits, and it doesn't feel bad. It's just not in the right location or the right role or whatever the situation may be. But it takes away just as fast as it gives it to you. Takes it as cometh, yep. Um, you know, uh, I guess I can sort of attest that. I do want to touch base on the Thursday shift. Since I've never played it, I just watched it. Is there a different feeling on the Thursday shifts than the other shifts? And the only reason why I say that is that not all the lanes are being used, but you still use them in a rotation, but you only have 12 or 10 teams or lane, uh, being used at once. Um, is there a different feeling when the, all the lanes not being used and all the competitors aren't there at once? Because to me, I can see you getting a hot start and not just saying this to carry one in general. And all of a sudden, you just have a different feeling as if maybe it could be just a, hey, let's go out to league bowling. Or it, does, it doesn't seem like the same feeling as a real tournament compared to the other shifts. Well, I can tell you, like me, Adam, and Mitch were all playing on the same set. And when we got to lanes one and two, you're separated from the rest of the playing field. It completely feels like a different atmosphere. Just like, oh, you guys are segregated. You're not really part of the tournament for this game. It, I don't know. To me, it felt completely different. That wasn't the start of my downfall. That happened a little bit earlier, so I can't blame it on that. But yeah, it's a totally different feeling. For yeah, sure it is. And the only reason why, we obviously, you can't go odds left, evens right, if you want to hit every set, right? So... Well, you could um, if you just spread the field out, but no, can't do that. Twos, one a lane. Twos and twos. <laughs> it would have been twos and ones. Who cares? You guys were complaining about pace of play, so what's third, wrong with third, pace third, of play the other third, way? Thursdays is not the issue for pace of play. <laughs> yeah, not even close. No, we. This, we it doesn't I think matter we were done either. Earlier way. than expected by like an hour. Yeah, yeah. you guys are very, you guys yeah, are very you, good. 
you, you can't be going twos and one mans and all that stuff. That, that's, it's just way too quick. Um, I, I definitely no, you you would have slowed it down, Adam. It's fine. It's good. I, you know what? I, this entire weekend, I don't think I was last ever. <laughs> Not a single time. So, uh, and that's probably why I was garbage. But um, and then some. Yeah, well, uh, it was okay. Uh, but uh, the, I definitely agree. When we were on like one and two, it felt really weird. But uh, I think it was just really different playing threes and two mans for a qualifying shift. To, to me, it actually felt yeah. like the qualifying shift was going too quick for a general qualifying shift. Uh, pace of play was, was still good, though. Like It reminded me very much of you know the 40s of the autumn, where we're basically doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I thought the pace was, was perfect, to, to, to be honest. Uh, I, I just wasn't very good that, that Thursday. And uh, I'm sure you probably had to watch me carry the whole time. That's probably why you were garbage. If, the, if you're the, not going to try to emulate Mitch. Doesn't matter how good he is. The, 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 the best part was Adam came in practice on Tuesday, and he said he found something. And then I, after the yeah. first game, or two games, I obviously didn't find anything. So I went up to Kerry. Says, "Should I ask him what he found on Tuesday?" He's like, "No, please don't." <laughs> so I so I promptly went over and asked him. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what I found on, on uh, the Tuesday definitely didn't work game one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're, uh, you're you're trying literally every move you've got in the bag yeah. just yeah. to try to find something because you know uh, start one seventy two fifty or two sixty right and now you're you're so far behind the eight ball that you better get ready for everything else and you, of course we had the invitational. Uh, the Thursday night, so I really wanted to find something there, yeah. which uh, I, I truly thought I did. Uh, you know, game seven, game eight, and uh, carried that along. You know, the first couple matches, anyways, at least in the Invitational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the pace of play was really good on Thursday. It is. It is definitely a different feel completely. Um, it's, but it it kind of plays to my wheelhouse. It's like su- it's almost ca- super casual. You know, you you still know that like. The people around you, like uh, you, still have four more chances if you need it. So it is. It's pretty. It's pretty chill, really. Um, I just, I just couldn't put it together the last two games. I mean, shot twenty one hundred for eight and shot, finished with two seventeen, two thirty seven. Not good enough. I started off yeah. with like close to twelve hundred for my first four. We just couldn't put it together for the last ones. I mean, that pace is always tricky. I've found where like. If you're bowling hot, you can like really get going just because, you know, you're up like so much. The muscle memory is so easy. Not like on Saturday where you're waiting like five minutes between shots. There was times on Thursdays where I would throw, like turn around, talk to someone, and then like they're like, "Hey, you're up," and I'm like, "It's been like 30 seconds. Like, what do you mean?" And you're just going again, again, again. But that can also like hurt you for sure. Like, say you're struggling, you don't have time to like think about corrections or what you're going to do because you're up on the lane like so fast Mm -hmm. so i think that's why there was just like a huge disparity in the scores like people were either like blowing the lights out of the place or just like really battling yeah Yeah. well i I guess we can talk about that derek you started off with 1073 for three (laughs) yeah that was was pretty nice (laughs) i I played with you for how many years? I've you've never shot that on my team on th- Thursday, so I don't know where the fuck. Yeah, I've because been. I sandbag in that league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you want to tell the viewers what your average is on Thursday? Um, I think I shot a nine hundred to drag it up to two forty-five a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, no, anyways, but yeah, you started off well, and you, 
I guess that was easier to keep the pace knowing that you were looking at probably 2200, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was like my goal was 2250, but if I'd shot anything over 22, I don't think I would have played again. I mean, the start like that is just like an absolute gift. That's exactly what you want to have happen, like starting like that instead of finishing. It was just knowing that I could just like 250 out. I mean, the fourth game I struggled. I think I had like 80 and 5 or something like that and just you know, took my time, got it back, and when I finished that game off for, like, a 250, I knew that, like, if I needed it, it was there, and it was the same the rest of the way. Like, I just kind of ho-hum through a game and, you know, like, throw four to finish for, like, a 245, and just, it was just easy. I mean, yeah, I could have, like, really beat the wheels off the place, but there there's no, no reason to stress myself out like that on scores and stuff. It was just, it went from like high stress at the start to just like I was out with my friends like I was on a good set trying to help the other people on link and positive and stuff like that but yeah it just just an incredible start I couldn't miss we have a great, great way to start the weekend yeah, yeah for sure um, so I guess before we get too deep into the main event do we want to talk about imitational yeah for sure yeah, sure um, what, what kind of matches did you enjoy watching or be a part of? Well, I know. Well, before the matches, what do we have? We have we have the introductions and the walkout songs. Shall we rate the walkout songs? <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> can, can anybody hear the walkout songs? No, <laughs> the speakers were pretty low. Yeah. Be, no, no, the best walkout song was uh, Tracy's by far. Uh, I thought at least old school hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You could have chosen that too. I don't know if that was really considered hip hop, but it's old I mean, school. Yeah. we had the all country matchup between Tim and Dwayne. A yeah. little bit of a downer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Killed the pace a bit. <laughs> no offense Wolfson's to country. But... <laughs> yeah, there was a Duhast sighting. Okay. Wolfson, yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's the thing about Duhast: is Duhast means you, hate. you have me. No, you hate. No, it's have. I'm pretty no. sure it's hate. Host, host in German means have. Not in low German. Mm, I guess there's two translations, but yeah, there's high, there's high German and low German. You there's have also, me, and there's I'm also just like a mm. Ramstein English version, which he says you hate me. Okay, okay, well that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't argue with the German guys. Just saying. <laughs> But, I guess low, low German makes sense. Cheers. I guess I took high German. But yeah, yeah, it was good. No, there was there were some pretty good songs out there. Obviously, the ladies' invitational was ran at the same uh, same time. Um, is there any thoughts? Like, was it hard to fill, or of them maybe going to sixteen at five hundred dollars, or maybe moving up to a thousand dollars at the eight players, or? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I it was it was tough to fill. We filled it uh, the last three within the last seven days, and I had a we had to go and find sponsors and backup people on it, and it just it was a lot. Um, hmm. Do I do I think the ladies' invitational is important? Yes, uh, for those ladies that are out there. Um, but for those ladies, I ha- I don't know how to say it properly, but if you ladies want to be it's something for the ladies to support each other with, right? So I, I wish they would come forward and 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 uh, put their names forward on it, or have a discussion with each other. And and if you guys need help with us to help work things out, 
to include people in there or have ideas to include people in there we're more than happy uh, to do it but uh, in the past uh, it was easy to fill this year it was real tough I'll say that right yeah. and uh, uh, thankfully the people that we did find last minute were very good uh, people that to fill in like Heidi and and I thought Jenna was very admirable and uh, and Michaela so yeah, I mean and it's great to get those people experience too um, I know that for Jenna and Michaela like obviously it wasn't the result that they were looking for but um, what an amazing experience like it is like literally in the spotlight high intensity um, super super intense competition that has a completely different feel to it than anything else and um, so kudos to them for playing and whether it was the result they wanted or not an amazing growing experience well, for sure Michaela still won her first match decks yeah. oh for sure yeah so but they all I mean, want to win oh for sure yeah I guess yeah um, it was good and you know I have to say it was pretty clutched by Tracy at the end coming back and being Katie yes yeah right and that's I mean to see the emotion on Tracy uh, as much as we love Katie to death uh, either one of them we'd be more than happy to see win um, but seeing the emotion come from Tracy, and I, we haven't seen that in Tracy in a long time, I thought, right? With, with the fist pump and the run out, and yeah. I was like, that's old school Tracy, right? You know, and I was like, that's that's the old Tracy I remember. It was nice for her to that to come out in some kind of match, right? It was really cool to see that. I thought brand, brand spanking new shoes too for. Oh really? Before she came out, yeah. Oh. So she went went to. Uh, I think it's an SST8, ladies, and uh, definitely a little bit more slide and everything to it. But like I, say, I think she was notorious with the, uh, the the customs and all that stuff. But wanted to try something that's a little bit you know sturdier, better base uh, on the slide, and uh, yeah, sure, sure worked out. That's awesome. Who who are you guys' matches? Like so I was round. supposed to face Baker. Um, Baker had to drop out unfortunately due to vertigo. So I ended up facing Bradley Ticket. Um, it was good. Brad, Brad Brad played really good. If I played like that, like my match against him for the qualifying rounds, I wouldn't have had to have four shifted. But uh, <laughs> but um, you almost yeah. had to play me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually I'm a regular at these things. With my goofy costumes, but this year I took the pass. Yeah, let some yeah. other people fill that role. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it, he Brad played really great. Uh, I think he he was like probably eleven hundred for four, but I just kind of hit a groove and went through it. And then I faced Greg, and I struggled a little bit. And Greg just absolutely steamrolled. <laughs> for, I remember time, watching that; it yeah. was gross. He just couldn't miss. There was first time I ever seen break. Dexter. Like we thought he was finished because Dexter's a fast pace, and, and Greg is no. always ready to play. And Cindy's like, is Dexter still playing? I was like, yeah, he must, or he could have been finished already or something. He could be finished. And, uh, yeah, he didn't play his fifth game. It was like, or fourth oh, game. Fourth. Nope. 1,000, 1,030 <laughs> is 660. Yeah. Well, I was like, that's incredible. That, that, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's a resume builder for Greg right there. Just put that's, down the resume. Just absolutely, <laughs> like, shoved it down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's fantastic. That's great. Couldn't, couldn't even be mad about it, honestly. No. No, no, those are the matches you want to see, right? I mean, two great players, and then one just absolutely just gives it to the other guy. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. You <laughs> uh, seemed so happy about it. No, just no, it is, honestly, wasn't upset. That that first that first match is the one you really, really want to win. And then after that, 
winning is super nice, but I'm not going to be super mad at somebody I, when they do that. To be, to be honest with you, Dexter, I think I would have just played the first frame and then shook his hand so he didn't say he didn't shut me out after three. Just, just for, oh, well, just for paper. I wasn't <laughs> shut out. No, that's what I said. I would have just shook his hand after the first frame because I don't feel so he bad He could have about... still shot 20. I know. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Jeez. What about uh, your first match, Timmy? Uh, I played Dwayne. Played played Dwayne on the first match and uh, um, yeah I was I wasn't I was okay the first four games I guess you can say I beat him three out of four um, but Dwayne shoots 390 the second third game against me to my 260 or 250 or something like that and, and I'll send him down 120 or something like that and then going the last game I was like well just gotta give yourself a chance and then I I kind of had a couple corners and a couple strikes and maybe a head pin in the first four frames, and then I uh, and then I ran it out again, <laughs> just like the autumn. And but I said, I just gotta give yourself a chance. Down 120, you just don't know what's going to happen. And then he he punched an open 10, and I threw the double in 10 to shut him out. So um, it it was a good match. Obviously, Dwayne played very well for the most part. I mean, he was um, he struggled wait a the first. Wait a minute, sorry, I. Got confused there. He punched ten, and you threw the double to shut him out. You yeah. you threw the double to win. Win. I I shut him out in ten. Yeah. Well, he he didn't have another. No, ball. he he didn't have another ball, so you couldn't <laughs> shut him out. You you won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was, it, it, I was confused. It, it, I was like, wait, he had more to play. That was uh, a compliment, was, Tim. Oh, okay. So I I had a I was doing side bets with someone, and it was like uh, we what? just. Well, <laughs> Don't tell AGLC. But they're like, who do you want out of the like Tim Dway match? I was like, well, Tim's going to win in 10 because he keeps doing that against me in this thing. So no problem. Was, you're down like 100. I was like, oh, he's got him right where he wants him. <laughs> <laughs> Had him easy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it before I, once or twice. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that's a playbook thing I like to play a lot. But yeah, it, it's, it's definitely nice shooting back a thousand. Like, uh, just coming back and shooting the seven bagger or whatever it is to come back and do it right and um then i played mitch and kind of carried over i <laughs> i shot 700 for two to his six 560 to start with that and so i i ended up having like i guess 10 about a thousand forty my last three and those things and then uh i ended up shining out mitch in frame seven or six or something like that in game four so uh to beat mitch it was good and then i uh, I hit a bus on Tyler. Tyler was playing super well that day. Uh, we were down. I was down by one after the first game. I shoot two thirty with a couple. Uh, I think I missed spare and a couple plows, and he just shot three fifty, and then that was about it. Right? I couldn't get the points back by the end of the time. Yeah, you look at that final four of who was left at that point. Like that's, it, it's a coin flip as to who's going to win that. That's a pretty stellar final four between Adam Gray, Tim, and Tyler. That's yeah. pretty pretty good. Uh, Kerry, how was your match? Uh, it was against Brian Askin. It wasn't stellar. Um, that was one thing me and Julie actually were talking about. It is I wasn't nervous to play it, and I wasn't hurt when I lost it. So I think that's kind of the end of my invitational career. I just I wasn't invested in it, and that kind of sucked because I took the last one off because of the same reason I thought maybe the couple of years off would get me back into it and it just I just didn't really care which kind of sucked because uh I had some people backing me that wanted to 
see me do well and just wasn't there. And Brian Brian played well the second game. Like, I think I was up on him by 60 the first game. And then he flipped the script. He was up by 60 after the second game. And then all of a sudden, I'm trying to play catch-up. And I was just lost by 60 by the end, I think. I just never caught the pins back up. So, um, for that reason, it just it didn't feel like I was digging. I wasn't grinding everything out, which really sucks. That's kind of what I pride myself in. So, um, but yeah, it, Brian, Brian outplayed me clearly. And I know he had a really good match against you, Adam. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah our, our second match, our first match was, was really weird. And I, I uh, ended up playing uh, Mike Herbert and my, Mikey just did not have it uh, on Thursday night. Um, but uh, one thing I, I wanted to mention is uh, I, I couldn't believe, because uh, you guys were on the one and two carry and Dex, you guys were on three and four. And I felt myself try to keep up with you guys on pace because I actually thought we were behind like time-wise to everybody else down on, uh, on on the far eight sets. So I was like racing up there and I know I took that, that kind of away from me. Um, away from my game, and I, I wonder if, if Mike was thrown off because I was going quick or, or something, I don't know. Um, uh, but uh, after we were done that match, I, I think Tim and, and Dwayne still had like a game and a half left. And yeah. you guys were probably on pace with pretty much everybody else on that back set, so um, I, I definitely wasn't paying attention to, to the pace, or I would have likely slowed down a little bit there, but uh, anyway, so the, the, the second match against uh, Brian was uh, was a tremendous match. Um, I, I shoot 368 my first game. I'm down 50. Um, then shoot like 270 my second match and down another 50. So, you know, I just shoot 620 and I'm down uh, 100 after the first uh, first two. Um, then I, I think I got a, a bit of it back. Um, that, that third game, uh, Brian finally kind of started slowing down a little bit. Um, and then last game came right down to the 10th frame. And uh, he he had uh, he had the balls in his hand, and uh, I think he ended up missing a, a chop spare or, or a corner spare. Corner spare, uh, right? and corner yeah, spare. corner spare, and uh, just uh, for for me to hold on. But uh, I think I ended up uh, either banging out ten or through the double and a corner in ten, something along those lines. And uh, came back. My my son uh, Braxton was there watching, and I just kind of looked him in the eye. I said, "Well, you have to finish the game to give yourself a chance." And I uh, kind of got like the little nod from him, makes sense, right? And uh, then Brian threw a pretty decent ball and then just happened to miss the corner, so. Yeah. And then third third match against Greg, uh, real tight match for games one and two. I think I was up one going into the final match. Uh, started off really slow and uh, he, he just started going. Yeah, that's the thing is the invitational is the games get shorter, right? So the first round's five games, second round's four games, third round is third is three games, and the final is two games. Is After that first round, you have five games to dig in and work those points out if it's a close match. And then the next round, it's one shorter. And then that third round, it's like, oh, man, we're in the third game. <laughs> I'm down 40. Like, I need something. And it's by then, it's too late, right? You didn't have those extra games to catch those extra sticks. It's, it's, it's crazy. Daryl asked us in our interviews how that feels. Um, and maybe even Derek can attest to this, too. It's like when you when you... It's like, how do you, how do you, what, what's your goal starting the Invitational and or a certain match? And it's like, well, a five game match, or I don't know, you, you just, you always want to have a quick start, but five game is more of a marathon, I think, even a four game, right? 
three game works a little bit differently, right? Um, where you you don't have you have less room for error, and definitely in the second game. I mean, this, I mean, Greg just basically after one frame in the second game, he shook it, shook Tyler's hand and called it a day. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. I, I, I just think, um, I just think there's a little bit more of a longevity I find in the five game, and I know that I can come back and uh, you can let him have his points for the first two games. You can keep on just slowly getting away with it and, and taking it right. Yeah, like for sure, you can't like win it off the start in a five game but you can definitely lose it like early if you get down heavy like if a guy shoots a 390 at you in game one of a five game set like you can just chip away say like 30 or 40 every match you don't have to like go nuts and get 100 on him like you would in a three game like you just consistency mm-hmm. is like a big thing in that it's just like minimizing damage so that a guy doesn't like really run away you can kind of like keep it around because it's it's tough to stay like hot like that for five games so if you can just like hang around get a big one yourself it's pretty much even yeah that, that was kind of when i was facing brad i mean brad brad struggled a little bit out of the gate and i think i was up you know 100 after the first two and then he got like 30 40 back I mean, after the third game and i think about brad is the second that brad gets super hot he's lights out um and he started hitting that at the end of the third game and i'm sitting there thinking i was like well i had better i had better throw some <laughs> strikes now because if I don't, he's going to catch me in absolute no time. And that's that's just kind of what it is. I, th- I thought game four was really the make or break of that match, honestly. And I got lucky enough to shoot a four at him when he shot like three, like a mm-hmm. little three or something. And that, that was the difference in the match for sure. But um, that fourth game is really, I think, almost more critical than the fifth one. Try to, try to create enough of a lead that the fifth one doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, um, obviously Tyler went on to win the Invitational for the men's, or for the $1,000 Invitational. It's not a men's Invitational, sorry. Um, Ladies can't play it. Jen Baker was signed up for it, but unfortunately had to drop out. Um, But he defeated Greg in the final. Like you said, it was a game in a frame because Greg had (laughs) nothing left. He wasted all on Dexter. (laughs) He he played 20 games that day. He was done. Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was done. He threw a lot of strikes, just uh, unfortunately not the finish. Has Greg won the Invitational before at TPC? No. no. Not yet. All right. Not yet, but I'm certain down the road he might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, excuse my memory, but who, so who are the champions? So Tyler, Mitch won last time? Mitch, uh, Dexter. Oh, yeah, Dexter. Uh, da- Danny Bear. Danny Bear won. Freddy. Yeah, um, Freddie Freddy won the inaugural one. Yeah, uh, that's false. Your Carrie your memory is even worse than mine. Carrie won the inaugural. One. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get a compliment out of you. It just took a while. I, uh, I guess you're forgotten one, eh? Fuck. I thought it was only five years, so that's the sixth one now. Yeah, it's hmm. been around for a while. Yeah, crazy. We should almost put a list up. You know, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really cool if you put up some pictures of maybe invitational winners or something. Oh, That's the only way I'm going to get my uh, face on your guys' wall, so. <laughs> that, that or a band sign, one of the two. Fun, fun, <laughs> five this by person seven. is not five allowed to enter the facility. <laughs> five by sevens. Yeah, you know, considering you give... The proprietor's uh, fines. I mean, I mean, that's, that's pretty. I tried to. <laughs> and, and now, and now, and now, now you're asking for a favor. Yeah, Carrie, okay, we'll discuss it's, this later. It's all right. I, call, I called his bluff. That was the funniest thing. Called his bluff. Uh, so, are you uh, thinking of residing? Well, yep. 
So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I mean, you don't have to. Uh. Not, not accepted. Uh, speaking of fines, have you guys ever seen somebody throw four balls in ten before? Yeah, John Moans. <laughs> and then they, I think then, I heard about this. And then he went on live stream and he commented, "He's like, sorry guys, did I throw four balls?" And everybody's like, "Yes, you did. Yes, you did." He's like, <laughs> he's like, "Wow, I threw." And you know what? The sad thing is, I was right there and nobody knew. <laughs> no, nobody paid attention. You just threw somebody on somebody else's turn. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but so let's speak about the center and all that stuff. It held up great. Uh, you had Dexter. You were having problems with lane six leading up to the weekend, and it held on. It was great. <laughs> the, the nice thing, I mean, everything. All our shifts ran long, except for like the Saturday morning shift. But outside of like, but none of it was because of breakdowns. Nothing like. It was it was pretty solid for the most part. Uh, lane thirteen, the the string jumped out of the pulley uh, during the invitational one time, and then I just took a hammer to the thing to make sure it didn't happen again. And it was it was good, it was good, real good. So uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I'm very happy with how that went because I was stressed to the nines about those things. That's for sure. Aww. And then we're super fortunate that we have. Like, some great staff that are really good at, like, running the scoring systems and stuff like that, too, where I didn't have to stress out a whole lot about that, so, um, which was good because I spent all my time bowling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's a great segue. Let's uh, move on to the qualifying of the main event. So, Dexter, you played four shifts? I did. Uh, Yeah, I should have qualified the first shift. I really should have. There's no reason why I shouldn't have shot... 2160 or 2170 in my first shift so that was disappointing and then uh but then played invitational played uh didn't play friday morning worked friday morning uh bold friday afternoon wasn't quite good enough did the bakers bold saturday morning and it felt good i just couldn't stop punching at inopportune times uh and then decided to play saturday afternoon the nice thing was is that I, people just kept handing me money. It was, it was it was awesome. I shot twenty fifty for like what 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 was it Friday afternoon? I shot twenty fifty for Friday afternoon, and then just before double, Sly walks up to me and hands me an envelope of of two hundred dollars, and I'm like, what? And he, he shot almost twenty five hundred, and I had him in the double spot, and he only went in with a handful of people. I'm like, sweet, there's my shift, and then it wasn't single spots and stuff, so it worked out okay. I kept. Yeah, and then uh, he said he had no money, so I put us in for doubles, and then he ended up. Oh, I was winning. I was out of cash. I was. So technically, I should just pocketed the whole thing. But I was. No, nice. that would that would be gambling, Tim. You no, can't do it, that. it's an entry. We don't gamble. No. It's an entry. You can't you can't enter for somebody else. So that no. would be gambling. No, we'll see. But yeah, then then played uh, the the Saturday afternoon after playing I don't know how many games I played. I had played 45 games in the weekend before Saturday was over, um, which is stupid. I will never do it again. Uh, Carrie, when you're talking about the Invitational, I felt the same. The um, the nerves and stuff were all gone for that, too, so I think that's probably the last year I'll play Invitational for a couple of years, too, which is, okay, save my body, because the one thing I really learned this weekend and I wrote in my post is that I need to learn to take better care of my body over the weekend. And that means I actually get some sleep 
and play less games because that last shift was horrible. It qualified, but it was horrible. It was like <laughs> one of the worst like bowling experiences of my life, for sure. Well, with that being said, I'm I'm also having a very hard time with the uh, even the thoughts of playing the doubles Friday night as well. Right, it's uh, you know now now we're basically paying a hundred bucks a head to play two and a half games. Um, goes forever. You have no room down there. To to me, it wasn't. A, it's, it's not a whole lot of fun. And then it totally throws out your sleep pattern for the rest of the of the weekend. Right. So that uh, that might be my last uh, my last doubles. But uh, I, I'm kind of surprised to hear that you guys didn't have that fire Thursday night. Um, maybe because you end up playing Thursday morning or, or something, but uh, I, I did have uh, like a little bit of a spark, but like, not nervy spark, but a little bit of excitement because you haven't played in those big time matches for, for a while, or I don't know, maybe, maybe the dollar value is not big enough for you guys or something. I, I don't know what it is, but I, it definitely surprises me to hear that, uh, that you guys didn't have that spark for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It, it just it felt routine. Yeah, I, I had the same issue a couple of years ago during it. I just didn't, I don't know, wasn't nervous, got out there through through the first few games, and it just didn't feel, I, I don't know, I uh, it's just different. The main event, I had a lot more nerves than the actual Invitational, so. Did yeah. that have to do with the cut line or the projected cut line, knowing that you had to put that extra pressure on yourself? No, I think it, just because it's the main event, that's what you're there for. I'm not. I'm not there for the invitational. I thought I would be, but I. W I just wasn't, and I don't think I ever will be again. It. And when I first played it, the first three years or whatever, it. It. Like you were nervous. Your that walkout was the coolest thing ever, and you wanted to be a part of everything. And then, this last little bit, just. I'd. Ra I'd rather just spend my money in the main event and try and win the event than. I don't know. And, and that's that's not a knock on the Invitational. Like the Invitational no. is oh, no. super cool. It's it's a super fun experience, and the greatest thing about it was that nerves that came with it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. I mean, if if I'm not gonna feel that at this point, I I'd love it for somebody else to get that experience because it is exactly. a super cool experience. So so you're yeah. saying that I could be the OG of Invitational, the last one standing from the first. Sure. Time. I mean, yeah. the big reason why I didn't play it was because I was same thing as Carrie. Like, all my focus wanted to go to the main event. Like, the Invitational is something that, like, I can just go into, whereas, like, making the main event, making the cut is earned versus paid, I guess. Yeah. Be kind of like a point. I mean, I'm yeah. the same thing where, like, I've played it three times, and, like, each time it got, like, easier and easier nerves-wise because, you know, I've been there before. Whereas, like, every time you make a Sunday cut, you're playing someone different, but you know that the pressure is just, like, at an all-time high. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like, well, I guess it's kind of the same. Like, the Invitational, you have five games, whereas, like, Sunday you have three. Like, you don't know what the other person's got off the hop. Like, you catch someone like Tyler or Sly off the bat, like, your weekend could be over really fast. Whereas the yeah. Invitational, you still have, like, the whole main event after. Like, if you miss in the Invitational, it's not like, oh, I'm going home with my head hung and it's Sunday night. Like, you still have a whole rest of the weekend to go. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good insight there, Derek. I think that's kind of exactly where my mind was. 
uh, it's been so long since I made a TPC cut. So I think that's where all my energy was invested in. And then, yeah, losing Thursday, yeah, that it really bites like losing that kind of money. But it wasn't there what I was, I was that weekend what I was there for. I was there to make the cut and try and win, right? Try and win the whole main event. Everybody's coming all across the country for the main event, not for the invitational. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you're all of a sudden you're facing 100 and 150, 160 of the best bowlers in Canada. Not now you gotta try to be in the top twenty percent of those people. Like that's yeah. that. There's big pressure there for sure. Yeah, I think the Invitational should. Uh, this is my personal thoughts. Like obviously, Tim, if you want to play it every year because you're winning money, that that makes a lot of sense. But I think uh, getting fresh blood into the Invitational is a, is a good idea too, right? And introduces them to that um, that atmosphere, the the walkouts and stuff like that. I think that's really cool as a spectator to be there as well. Um, but. I'm I'm happy to step back and let other people uh, yeah. experience that whole situation. So, uh, I always put a feeler out and send it out on Facebook or whatever for invitational. Now, people have to understand. I've said this to many other people before that the full thousand doesn't have to be a full thousand out of your pocket. You can have backers. I mean, Weber does it. Carrie does it. Uh, Derek Derek has a lot of money, so a thousand out of his pocket. Uh, uh, Dexter Donated has backers. to you. <laughs> yeah, yours truly. But um, but you don't have to bring your full thousand. And you can say, hey guys, like I'll put sign me up, and then you can give me two hundred fifty dollars when you get one, or two hundred fifty dollars when you get two. Then before the draw happens, then you got to give me the rest of it, right? Um, it, it can be over a couple months. It doesn't have to be right away either, right? So. Um, the Invitational doesn't have to be the full thousand out of your own pocket if you so choose to, right? I mean, it'd be nice to have some new blood in there. there there's, I think every year we get about a rotation of eight different players that go in and go out. So yeah. it's good that way. But uh, it'd be nice to get some other people in there, no doubt. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. So uh, let's talk about the doubles. Adam, obviously you have a strong opinion about it. And I kind of... I kind of gave Tim and Dexter crap when they told me that they had shortened the the qualifying for it. Um, because you have one bad game, you really don't have a shot at it. And I guess that's not true, because if you throw a 390 or 400, it fixes a lot. Um, but yeah, like that was my initial thoughts, is it's a lot of money for not a lot of qualifying. But I totally understand it from the committee side of it, that it's way too long of a night already and especially with that friday shift taking so long it just pushed everything later even those of you guys shortened the event it still went to the same time it it's a it's a tough event to have just for um shits and giggles really right there's a lot of money on the line for the guys that win it but um it's a lot of teams putting in a few hundred dollars just to uh drink beer and watch other people throw 400s we were, me and Ryan, we were, we shot 370, 375 for our first two. Because we went strike, punch, strike, punch, strike, punch. And then we shot like 1,050 our last three to miss the cut by 20. And we thought, yeah. and we thought that we were in. But our stupid yeah. scoring system lied. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess I get where Adam's at. But at the end of the day, sure. those people that want to play can still play. Um, mm-hmm. and, you, and winner gets $3,000. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of more, that's a, that, yeah, that, that's the kicker for me too, right? Yeah, because that 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 tournament can literally make two people's weekend. 
Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think me- the thing with that too, though, is that like, it's not always your marquee bowlers like making the top sixteen and winning. Like, yeah, this year was different with Schultz and Johnny winning. It's two of your best players on the tour. But, like you've had years where you have like, you know, like Evan and Anne Marie come and they make like the semifinals or the finals, and that makes both their weekend, right? Whereas you can have like mid-range bowlers just like have a good Friday say they get that drunk feeling and just like bull hot and make it and make money I think that's like a big incentive for a lot of those people that like aren't super confident they're going to make the cut it's just another way to make money and help pay for their trip that's not as like mentally taxing and it's hard yeah Mike makes a good point there that is kind of where the center is going to make some of its money back right because it it is it is giving away a bit of uh, a bit of the weekend right to host an event for the tour and five pin bowling and stuff like that. So um, for them to make some of their money back, people are gonna have to sacrifice some time and stuff like that. And uh, to Adam's credit, it, maybe it's not the event for him, just like any of the other events isn't for certain other bowlers. So. Um, I can totally see people making the sacrifice saying, you know what, I'm not going to play doubles this year. I just, I want to get a good night's sleep and I'll see you guys in the morning. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, te- teeter on that idea for a few years, just so you, even with some of the Baker events, uh, heritage I, for, for sure is the longest one because you yeah. do have that extra team and the buys and all that stuff. And I remember having to play the Saturday morning after one of those, getting home at you know four a.m. Right, and it just it, to, to me, it, it, it's very difficult. I, I fully understand what, what Mike's saying as well, and uh, from a proprietor standpoint, that is like your big ticket event to, to, to make some money for the weekend. Um, it's just uh, people are going to be picking and choosing no matter what. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I say there, there's a lot of players down there, and that that's literally why it takes forever, but. I don't know. There's a lot of money at the end of the rainbow, right? Yeah. The yeah. only, the only, th- for me, the only, well, other than, I always will still play it if I have to or if I can because I'm still going to be there early in the morning regardless of whether I'm working or not. So to me, that's not a big deal. It, it, the hardest part is Saturday morning, right? Um, and I try to confirm everybody that night before to see if they're still coming and all the other stuff. It, you still have the no-shows that show up and didn't tell, tell you are going to be there. Right, so whether you're 25 on the wait list in the morning, you still show up on the Saturday morning, you still probably have a chance, right? So, um, I I just think it's just it it sucks that way. It just sucks a little bit um, that that portion. But um, yeah, doubles like everybody has their their thing like doubles. I can understand where you're coming from. I have a hard time with the trios sometimes in Regina, right? Because I I find it's a lot of games you can play. Because you suck. <laughs> You could be playing more games. Just yeah, I just, you, you qualify not to make any money. I just you qualify, uh, you make your money back, just like you do at the doubles. No. Yeah. No, there's something with it. I don't. I know. can't remember how that went because, yeah, because I'm pretty sure that like we qualified and then we lost on the A side. Probably through that we played all the way at the B yeah. side of the lost there that didn't make any money. Yeah, because we lost the works. we lost the first game on the A side. Then we go to the B side, and because we, we don't make our money back then. Well, we'll have to check up with Kevin on that. Yeah, Tell him to explain it to worked. us. But it was yeah, I remember it being a lot of games. A lot I'm of sure games he'll give nothing. you an earful. <laughs> and I, Sean, and I Sean Smith, why are the shifts taking so long? 
Probably because you take too long. <laughs> hey, Sh- hey, Sean's our guest <laughs> next week. What are you week. thinking about standing it. up there so long? <laughs> <laughs> it's me, he's our guest next week. He can talk about it then. Um, yeah, and then I guess, uh, yeah, so how do your guys' shifts other than that go? Mine, I play Saturday morning, and uh, like I said earlier on the podcast, um, six, 360 to start. Kerry gives me a hard time for not banging out, so I lose a single spot. He's chirping me all the way over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then and then I uh, played played well the second game and then I kind of lost it for game in three and four, and uh, Kevin, yeah, you, you were what, very up and down. That's for and, sure. And, and then I found it for the last like three or four games, right? Last and, four games, yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's I think it's too. You know, I was I was happy with the win, uh, I guess for a seed on it. It was nice with some double spots and single spots. Um, it was good the last game. I was with uh, Victor, and Victor played very well near the end, and I was following Derek home, so it was great to see Derek play very well, too, at the same time. So, uh, Kevin, quickly to answer your question, we've ran through a bunch of different formats where we, we took over TPC. Short answer, probably not. Um, we hate the format, because, too. Time, right? Oh Yeah, trust <laughs> me, we hate the format, too. Not, not our favorite at all, but the fact is it's, it's a, we're already starting that at 1130 at night. Um, it's just a situation where we can't run things until two in the morning. I expect we don't play. In the Wait morning. a minute! Didn't you two get to go home early Saturday night? So yeah. why couldn't you run a different? If you have competent staff and people willing to run it for you, why well, couldn't you? The 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 other thing was was that we normally run something else after the consolation too, but that <laughs> that didn't exist this that, year. That that event that <laughs> shall not be named. Yes, that's right. That but, I had uh, an inspector in. For, you're right. We yeah. do we do have we do have good staff, and I was able to go home, but uh, that really wasn't by choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it shouldn't be every year, right? Like, um, I Kevin, I agree. I think if if there's a thirty second spot, there should be a different way to figure out who's going to get that spot than just throw a nine hundred or a thousand triple. I think there's it. There's a match play event in the end. It'd be kind of neat if there was a match play to get in as well. But um, I'm biased because I don't throw nine hundred. So I yeah, it. Red Deer does the match play, but again, it's the same thing where. Like as a bowler, you're finishing at like two, three in the morning, and you're getting up for serious competition in like four or five hours is not ideal. Yeah, and yeah. them having an extra four lanes is huge. Huge. Yeah. You do, the the one thing I do say is I did enjoy the elimination format. Me too. I don't. I don't. Adam wanted the the, the the best bowler at the end should from should most likely be around. Um, yeah. The thing I don't like about the the bracket, even though I do like the bracket, but the one knock on it for me is. Uh, a lot of people don't play the constellation sometimes, and you automatically get a first round buy, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's—I I don't think that's fair either, right? Um, I think this is the first year we actually had all 32 uh, bowlers actually bowl constellation, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 unusual, right? But uh, when you have that much money in the in the kitty, right? You better give it your all. You got a second chance, take it, right? Yeah. You guys know my thoughts on Constellation in general, so I'm not going to bring that up again. Yeah, um, that's always a constant thing, right? Is uh, get rid of the 30-second spot and just use it for the... But then you have 157 people coming out. It's nice to give those 
those people that come out another chance at it. It's only one spot. It's not like you're giving away five spots or six spots. You're giving away one. If you're going to make the 32 cut, just make a 31 cut if you're so worried about it, right? So it, it can be looked at both ways. So Yeah, we contemplated every single year. But, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. You're exactly right, Kerry. You have 150 people come out and play. It's hard not to give them an opportunity when... You know, how many of those people don't play if they don't have a second chance with the Constellation? I yeah, probably not as many as you, you there used to be, right? right? A lot of these guys are, they're going to come out anyways. Um, back in the past, though, that Constellation, some people were banking on it. Well, right? I'll be honest with you, there's a couple of people out there. Um, I think Aaron was, was struggling, but he was trying to get in that Constellation just to get, to get the three-game roll-off, right? Yeah. Um, to be honest, yeah. I think a lot of you guys walked me off the ledge on Consolation because every year I walk in the room and I'm like, let's fucking scrap this piece of gar- garbage. Every, every single year, and then you guys somehow talk me into doing it. I'm and, pretty sure and it's Blair. Blair. <laughs> Blair is our voice for The stats guy would know. He is our voice of reason. And when Blair says something, I kind of just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I... Like, you can argue this blue in the face. Like, a lot of people say eliminate it. A lot of people say keep it. I I just hate to, hate to see it eliminated. And what if it does affect the numbers? Then you look stupid, right? And then you try and bring it back, right? It, the numbers are still going up. You still have it. Why get rid of it? Yeah, exactly. It's well, not yeah. broken. Well, yeah. But realistically, you would take, take a look at uh, the autumn open. All of a sudden, now we're up like 60%. Right, it has nothing to do with that constellation spot. It has everything to do with the WCBT mm-hmm. and the path of this tour. You, you, right? you also have the top an, forty is the top forty. You also have right? an extra eight spots, and it's one in four instead of one in five. For, for sure, but you also have yeah. five shift opportunities to get into at your TPC. Yeah, yeah. but but how, do you how, think, how many more opportunities do you want to get in? Uh, but does it need that six, last spot? The, the question is too, Adam. Is the reason why Autumn Open stayed at one hundred and fifty entries and then up to two hundred? But even still, they're at 200 is, is part of that reason because of the Constellation. They're still not at the 278 mark either, right? So it's there's a, there's a lot of factors in there. I don't know. I don't know. I like, like I said, the numbers are still going up. I think it's pretty drastic to make a change like that when you, you're still having increases. Um, the, the only thought that should probably be in the minds of these 250, 260 events is do you now increase the cut right it's not a matter of increasing at one spot it's a matter of increasing it to a 40 or to a 48 right because now you got 157 bodies squeezing into 32 it it's uh i don't know i don't i really don't know i it's a good problem to have obviously I just think if there's going to be issues and people, you know, complaining about that extra three hours or or whatnot, right? That's always your your opportunity is just to pull the pin on it and kind of see. I don't I don't think any consolation winner has ever complained about the time. No. Um, Yeah, because they make it. (laughs) That's right. The only people that don't play consolation have sour grapes already went home. Right, it, the people that truly want to play the top thirty-two will still play the top constellation. Yeah. I might make it if it was a top sixty-four cut. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, let, let's maybe let's talk about Sunday finals oh, a little bit. Let's talk about Sunday finals. 
Um, I don't know where you guys want to start. I do want to pull up, point out that five players from the Dream Crushers made the finals. I just want to put that out there for. So did so did you do the stats on the rest of the teams to make sure that there wasn't another five? Uh, Heartland Bowl got none. <laughs> I just just asking. Heartland Heart no, there for sure no. Uh, Heartland Bowl got none for sure. Yeah. Our Thursday team was two for two. That's right, bro. There we go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Uh, Tim, you start with yours. Go with yours. Um, I played Ryland the first game. Um, played Ryland against... Uh, I was on the same side as Derek and John, Jonathan Cowan. I, I found it really tough to play Ryland. And uh, I should beat him like 8-13 to 8-12 or something like that by one pin. Um, only reason why I thought it was tough was uh, Derek, Derek, both Derek, Jonathan, and Ryland are, are fast players. And... I'm, I'll admit that I'm one of the slower players now, and that being said, uh, just you can dictate your, your pace of play a lot of the times, right, in match play. And on, when you have two and two on a lane, you can't really dictate that. It's really tough to, to dictate that. Um, if I take my own time, Rylan gets, sorry, Rylan gets his first step ahead of me, or or if I if I'm rushing ahead. And taking longer than my pre-shot routine, or taking longer in my, uh, just in my mindset, then he's already had him. He's already beat me because I'm rushing, right? Uh, so I really struggled with that a lot. But uh, yeah, I last game I, I had two eight counts, and Derek's like, "Get your head out of your ass," which was totally yeah, true. Was painful to watch. <laughs> it was painful to watch. It's like, oh my god! And, and then I threw a threw a strike in nine, threw a strike in ten. Plowed eleven, and then he goes double and ten eleven, and he plows ten, and I beat him by one. Um, not necessarily the, the the way I wanted it to be, but I, I locked out there. And then I played Ian you're, Howe on your your speech to your memory. You must be thinking too fast because <laughs> you just no. said he struck ten and eleven, and then he plowed ten to lose. Plowed no. twelve. Plowed twelve. No, he plowed eleven. He plowed twelve. You finished first. He struck the first one, then plowed, and then tried to spare it. That's right. And there's <laughs> certain lanes. There's hope there, but not that set. <laughs> uh, no, one hundred percent, Tim. One hundred percent. Because he I had he there. had two ball two <laughs> balls to throw yet, and he plowed on eleven. I plowed in eleven. I had an extra ball. Ready so did he. He plowed eleven too, no, but he, he couldn't catch you anymore. Oh, we're gonna look this up tomorrow. We're oh. looking this up. You, I bet you a beer that I'm correct on this. I want more than a beer. I'm telling you. I'm telling Meal you right on now. Thursday. I, he threw a double. <laughs> he threw a double in ten, and he plowed twelve because he had not, not another ball to come back and beat me at. <laughs> so I, I'll tell you that I'm pulling a Gino Z Barth right now, and that's the bottom line. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the bottom, bottom line because I said. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so then I play Ian Howe on the other side, and uh, Ian was up on me a little. He played very well, and I thought I had him. I don't necessarily play uh, like high intensity anymore or, or loud, but I he was talking a little negative to himself, and he was kind of getting a little bit, a little bit rattled to finish. And I thought if I put a little bit of pressure on him, and then I threw a turkey burry corner spare, double burry corner spare, and then I punched nine and eleven. And, I, and he shut me out. But I, I came back from about 80 on that one. 
and then I played uh, Lonnie, and I played Lonnie well on the ace, 16s. And then we were pretty much neck and neck, and then he opened up five straight frames. Like, it was just absolutely just super tight. It was super wide open, and then I just, he gave me enough space there. And then I run into a buzzsaw and, and, and Sylvain. Sylvain couldn't miss if his life depended on it. Um, and he absolutely whooped my ass in the eights. So I was, all in all, I was pretty happy with the weekend. Uh, obviously, making the eights, making the semis invitational, and, and making the cut in the doubles. I mean, made some cash. Yeah. Um, sorry, just Wait. reading some comments oh. here. Of all things, why would you let Tim go first? Yeah. Like, that was the most long-winded... That's why he went first. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's painful to listen to, Timmy. So, there was something brought up. Um, Kevin Rack brought up the, the Kerry Schneider and Davies tie. And somebody asked how that tie was settled. So, um, when players tie in total pinfall, it goes match play. So, um, because it's a three-game total pinfall match, whoever won the first or won two games would win. Yeah. So, um, if you don't win the uh, one of the first two games, that last match you have to win by one. Yeah, you have to win the whole thing. Um, so, how did that so match what, finish? Like, who threw the last shot? Because I didn't see that until I was like looking at the ladder yesterday and saw they tied. But like, so how did it Mitch, roll out? Mitch threw the eleventh to tie and then didn't throw the 12th because yeah. the tie was oh, in yeah. his favor. Yeah, it wasn't a completed tie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he made the decision not to throw the last ball because if he fouled, he loses. So yeah. he decided not to throw the ball because they were in a complete tie and he had two matches won. So, yeah, he's already won. Yeah. Smart. Let's see a few fouls this weekend. Can't lie. Yeah. Rising. Well, more than I expected, but also our approaches are a lot different than what people expect. So uh, they're 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 pretty quick. So that takes a little bit of adjusting too. Yeah. Well, mine was probably uh, the shortest Sunday <laughs> of sorry, everybody well, that was here. So uh, my, yeah. I I ended up playing Dwayne Gillardi, uh first first match. Uh, played played really well uh, against Dwayne. Uh, kind of yeah, kind of blew him out of the water. Unfortunately. Um, had a shot that I thought could basically take me, you know, really deep into the weekend. Um, ended up coming into second match, played against Dex. Uh, came out to a really slow start. Dex played really just solid the, for the first match, uh, but I think he had a 50-pin, 60-pin lead. Um, second match, I think I started a little bit slow again, and uh, then kind of caught fire. Um, everything was just buried pocket, buried pocket, and had a couple, you know, rough breaks in there. Uh, only, you know, got like 20, 30 pins uh, back because Dex was, again, still playing pretty well. And uh, third third match, I think we were both playing okay, but I was just too too far behind to, to really put a push on. Um, so, De yeah, Dex moved on there. And then I ended up playing, uh, I guess it would be the A-16s against uh, Mark Miller. And uh, Mark was garbage the first two games um, I was just playing pretty pretty solid uh, but I had a, a nice you know healthy lead probably 140 150 going into game three uh, came out first mat or first frame plowed uh, still no no worry whatsoever you know still you know kind of thinking 250 260 you're probably still pretty good just kind of you know get settled and uh, Mark just just 
caught fire uh, out, out of nowhere. So uh, I don't think he had a double in the first two matches uh, combined. And uh, yeah, you just see, you know, the, 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 the snowball just rolling. Every shot was an absolute bomb. Uh, no carry issues whatsoever. And uh, everything was just flush pockets. So you, you just see that, that he was running. Uh, I think he ended up shooting 401, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, had a chance, I uh, threw a huge shot in nine to at least, you know, put the, the, the control in my hands uh, after the fact. And uh, Was that the I... chop strike? No, I had. <laughs> there, there's <laughs> something was lane, lane four's head pin was bouncing everywhere. So it did, didn't matter. Everything, every chop was coming back for, for kickback or... Uh, could have even gone onto the other lane, but um... honestly, that w- that was us. To, it's the mat. We okay. uh, we 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 were going through mats so fast that we put in a second layer of foam, and that was the result. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah. So then, uh, ten tenth frame, uh, still balls in my hand type thing. Uh, threw threw a really good shot. Uh, not not a perfect ball. A uh, little, little bit thinner left pocket and uh, buried through for the corner, and that was uh, that was basically it. But uh, kudos, Mark. He, he played uh, played tremendous. You know, in, in that uh, that opportunity, get a bit of a, bit of a roll going. He he's got to know that he he's going to need you know four four hundred, if not more, four twenty something like that to have a real uh, real chance. Uh, so he's got to get off to a hot start, and uh, I just couldn't couldn't match him. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy comeback by him. Um, obviously, you had all the pressure on him. He had to, he had to come through with the big one, and even that that shot that you got roasted on, it looked like you tugged it a little bit left. A little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just there was quite a few of those. Like the the speed ball kind of at the end of the day was just going through the pins a little bit differently, right? You're, there was a lot of taps um, later that, in the day. That hair thin, like yeah. you go thinner. You can go thicker. You can put it in the pocket. Hair thin. You throw that hair thin shot with speed. It's yeah. yeah that's that's the result. Yeah, yeah that's that, crazy. That shot typically goes for me more than I I get that buried corner. But yeah. I I knew right out of the hand that it was you know you got to get lucky. Like it was a decent ball type thing. But uh, yeah. I, I had a few like buried pocket shots where I couldn't imagine pins doing what they were doing. I, I think I, I haven't put a pin over in probably 10 years and I put through yeah. probably seven or eight this weekend. So I, I know I, I was starting to ramp it up a little bit because I was able to get some feel and it was the only way I was getting rhythm. But man, oh man, I was getting a lot of those. And I had one big one in, in our match against Dex and I uh, re- regrettably teed off um, on decks, it, it, on, on it's on there. We don't we don't need to yeah, talk about that. But, it's uh, it, it, it was bad. I I, uh, I feel bad about that still. So I wouldn't. Uh, anybody <laughs> heard that? I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, I I will say, uh, I thought, for me, like on Thursday, I played super well in Invitational, and thick, thin, everything was going. I played Friday morning, and. Uh, Everything I thought was in the same spot wasn't carrying. And uh, I said to Cindy, I was like, obviously it had to be me because whatever was working the day before is not working today. And then I somehow found what I was doing on Thursday and it was working back to normal. But 
some just crazy how for me personally I can I can just lose it and and a little bit less maybe flick on the on the on the fingers or maybe a little bit more of a push and I you get chops or that burry corner for myself right and uh, um, sometimes it's a matter of just an inch or whatever if, if I'm lucky right mm-hmm. yes yeah, sometimes uh, it's all about that extra inch Dex will go through your day my day and then we'll get to the champs day yes uh, yeah so I, I started out uh, on the A side against Cody. Cody Laycox and I felt like I was facing Greg all over again. Uh, <laughs> like I shot, I shot okay. It was a bit of a grinding match for myself, but I didn't, I wasn't shooting particularly all that bad. But Cody steamrolled me. Cody shot nine fifty for three, and I, I think he was like, like I don't think he hit three his last game. Like he was, he was rolling really, really well. Um, went over and faced Adam. Uh, I, yeah, Adam, like Adam said, he, he was kind of, he, he was, what, he struggled for the first, I'm going to say, like, 12, 13 frames, and then after that, I, I saw the one in, like, the 14th frame or the 13th frame, and it was an absolute rock, and I'm like, that's that. Like, right away, you know that he's going to start running strikes, and I'm like, well, I better run strikes, too, and, uh, again, I didn't, I didn't play, like, I wasn't, like, super sharp, I wasn't bad, I wasn't super sharp, I... And Adam got tapped on some, and I I got some pretty sleazy ones, and that's kind of, <laughs> was kind of kind of the difference. You start to feel really bad about it. He throws one in ten, in the second game, and absolutely buries it for a corner. And I, I I get one real thin on the left side, and just tick 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 gone. And I just like I say nothing because like I know he's already <laughs> mad, and I and I'm embarrassed. And it, it, but kind of the way bowling is sometimes, and snuck through Adam, and then. Uh, then I faced Taylor McCaw, and, and again, Taylor started off uh, struggling to begin with. Uh, I think he punched like five times in the first six frames, and I was throwing pretty decent. And I was like, I better throw strikes now because it's not going to stay this way too. Um, and then he did. He switched balls, and then it, it changed significantly for him. He started playing really good, uh, but outlasted him. And then faced Derek, and uh, facing Derek in the warm-up, I, you know, I was playing right side, and I got nothing. I was like, corner 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 chop 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 and i couldn't do anything i saw then, that happening i was like i might win <laughs> yeah so i was like okay so I, I moved left i spent a lot of time warming up moved left tried to throw there from there and like when i was throwing it right i, I hit that pocket either side and i was it was bombs like it, it would roll out no matter what so like okay i'll play this side but then i had i was really having a problem like actually walking at my target i kept walking at the left two pin and throwing at it and it's just you know, missing left or, or sorry, missing right or, um, yeah, or just, you know, plowing. And um, maybe I should have stuck to the right-hand side and just grinded it out. But uh, you expect that you've got to shoot 800 to win your match, and there was no way I was going to get that shooting from the right-hand side, so I moved left and blew out my shoe, which I didn't glue. Crap, I'm screwed for tomorrow. Uh, so I ended up <laughs> I ended up using a street shoe for the second half of the game, and I just I just wasn't sharp and and Derek Derek threw some big strikes at the end to come back and catch me because we were both really just really both under, grinding that both match. under seven hundred. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Derek got to seven oh eight. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the end of my weekend. But uh, yeah, Derek threw some big shots at the end there to to steal it, and that's what it's about. You got to <laughs> you got to get one crappy one, and so. That's that's the way that's the way you win these things. You yeah. have to get through one of those matches and then roll the other ones. And uh, that was that was the one for you. So good for you. Yeah, that definitely wasn't the match I was expecting to have a low score like that. But like you said, that was an absolute grind. Yeah, it, it, really, it really was. 
but that's what bowling is, right? Yeah, so I guess my day I started against Lonnie Akers. He uh, came out the gun shooting 390 at me, so I thought for sure I was finishing second and he was going to win the tournament because that's what Schneider did to me at the Autumn Open. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't shoot a 350 to match him. I shot, I think it was like a buck 80. So uh, I was down two, no, you know, I was down 199 after game one. Um, after game two, I got just shy of 500. I would have been in my match if I was playing Johnny or Taylor, but uh, Lonnie, I was still 170 down on. So uh, we quickly shook hands about the fourth frame of the third game. I started out with like corner chop, chop, corner or something like that and shook his hand after he started corner spare four bagger. Um, so he he came out of the gun rolling, man. Everything he was hitting didn't matter, thick, thin, going away, coming into the pocket. When Lonnie's got a roll, he's got a roll. That guy throws tons of strikes. Um, so then my next match on the B side, I come up against John Stone, of course, the vice president. Might as well get it out of the way early. Um, we kind of had a battle. I was up after game one and held, held the lead all the way through. Um, it was a decent match. I don't even remember what our totals were. Um, 792, nope. 724. Yeah. I didn't really run away with it, but he didn't. He threw a couple strikes in a row in game three and then got tapped a couple times and punched late, I think. And then uh, came up against Greg DeGrazia. So I figured I was going to need 900, 1,000 against him. We were on lanes 15, 16. And I started out good against him, and Greg just never found anything. And thank God he didn't, because in game three, I do believe I had five corners in a row, and I threw four of them in the left pocket, and two or three of them were left corners and one was right corner. Bruce Mortar even came over to me and he's like, how do you throw it in left pocket every time and get different results every time? <laughs> don't know, Bruce, don't know, yeah. but thanks. <laughs> Thank, thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> um, so I was lucky enough to get past Greg. He, he just struggled. He was punching everywhere and then getting the same kind of corner issues. Um, and then I came up against Ryan Cowan uh, club tour winner from Ontario. Never know of him because I've seen the club tour event and stuff like that. He's Jonathan's older brother. Um, was playing against him and he he doesn't really nothing affects him. So when he goes and throws, he lets go of the ball and he'll turn around even if it's going to be a dead on head pin or if it's a pocket strike. He just turns around on the ball, gets ready to pick up his next ball and man he. Throws tons of strikes, that guy. He's throwing lots. Um, gave myself a shot late in game three to uh, get ahead of him, and I chop-cherried a couple chop-offs that slowed me down. So he threw the first ball or first strike in 10 to win, so well-deserved on him. It was a good day. Made it to the eights. Can't complain. Um, the way it felt after Lonnie took the boots to me, I didn't know if I was going to be bang-bang or not. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, champ. Bring it on. <laughs> well, I, so I didn't look at the draw until Sunday morning and saw that I got probably like the two hardest throwers like right off the bat. I had John Cowan on the A side and Derek Holm on the B side. So I was like, oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> um, but against John, I'm, he just didn't come out sharp. And the one thing I knew like from playing these, like the last time I made it, I made the four both sides, was that like mixed, mistakes are big. 
especially against the hard throwers. Like, you don't want to give them room to free wheel because then you're, like, really done because the hardball can pretty much hit everywhere but right on the beacon carry everything. And it was... It seemed like every time he would plow, I just, you know, take an extra second. And I think almost every time I threw a striker a spare, like I never like gave him a free frame away. And I think just like over the course of the first two games, like I think after the first game, I was up like 30 and the second game, I was only up like 50. It was tight the whole way. But I think it just started getting to him where like he realized he's losing on mistakes. So he tried to, he got tighter and started making more and more. And I just ran away i think i ran a few strikes at the end but that one went pretty deep i think that was 28 frames um against derek home again i was scared of the same thing like i looked at his qualifying shift and he was either like super hot or kind of like mid-range so i was like i need to like get on him earlier he's gonna wipe the floor with me and sure enough i threw a dud the first game and was down like 70 or 80 I was like really concerned i mean the one thing about playing with the same people over and over again is you can like kind of learn their tendencies know their mistakes and I knew that you know he has the tendency when he starts plowing to get quite a few and it was the same thing against John where he'd plow and I would punish him for it and it came down right to the end where I think I threw like a four or five bagger and he went like strike plow strike plow or something like that and I'm gaining like tons of points there and it just sunk him was the plows and mistakes um, the A16s, I ran into one of the few buzz saws going up both sides of the ladder. Uh, Mark Johnson absolutely wiped the floor with me. <laughs> it was <laughs> fun to watch, not fun to be playing him. <laughs> it was he just he just couldn't miss. It was he came over and said like, "Oh, I was just on like one and two and was getting tons of corners and yada yada." And I was like, "Well, I'm toast." It was, he he couldn't miss. It was he was hitting both sides thick then. It was just all going like i don't think i even bull bat i think i had 560 for two and was down like over 100 so what do you do on those ones mm -hmm. i mean i'd watched it like the whole morning watching guys like tyre tyler and sylvain lonnie just absolutely demolishing people in like two games so i mean that's what that's what's tough about this format is you can like run into the people like that you just never know when it's going to happen i mean having it happen early sucks but i mean move on with it it happens that's why you got two lives mm -hmm. um my b match in the 16s was against regan um that one was a little bit of a grind it was it was the same thing like he would make mistakes and i would do my best to just jump on it try and get in his head he was playing pretty slow and i tried to play quick so if he'd make a mistake on his second shot i'd try and go fast so that he's going back on the lane still thinking about that mistake and think about it even more because I throw a double or get a strike or a spare or something. Just try and get bad thoughts in his head. Not like on purpose, but Yeah, you but know, that, just, that's just a reading mindset. people yeah, yeah, like just reading people's body language, trying to see like you know, like try something and like see if it affects him a little bit. Like I'm not one that likes playing super slow, but it was that was one where I was trying to like keep him on the lane instead of me so that he's doing more thinking than I am. Like the one thing I did really well all weekend was like not look at scores. It was just trying to stay in the mindset where like I can only control what I do. I mean, like Mark just straight up beat me. There's nothing I can do about that. But, like if I take care of business and don't win, then good on the other player for just being better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that one went pretty late too. Is he just had a few like costly mistakes on like doubles and stuff like that, where he just like would miss spares or 
he got quite a few bad kicks for corners and stuff like that where I would keep striking and just kind of slowly pull away and just got enough on him. Um, the B8s against Dexter, again, that match was my first break I'd had in the day. And, like, I'd felt really good coming out of the first four matches and coming to that one after the break. I kind of just, like, ho-hum the warm-up and then got into it and realized that I'd kind of lost my timing. So I was getting, like, bad hits, like corners, chops, plowing, just straight missing. Um, just, like, technically really bad, but I kind of hung around. I mean, I could see how tired Dexter was, and I knew I couldn't let him stay around because he just needs, like, a second win and shoots a four-bagger at me, then I'm in, like, huge trouble because neither of us are really throwing strikes. How, I mean, about, that, how about that miss strike you got there? <laughs> what miss strike? <laughs> that, that was I don't crazy. miss. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I didn't even... Yeah. I don't watch anything at all, but I hear... I listen to everything, right? Yeah, that's... So, I I was. Um, I face the crowd and I listen, and I can, like, tell yeah. by sounds. Yeah, I, I walked by, I was like, ah, oh, he missed. No. Yeah! <laughs> I was like, what I was, happened? I, I was literally like, standing there at the line, staring at it, too, and the pin just came across and just like... <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, that was lucky. <laughs> That was so funny. Yeah. Okay, the the worst break I saw all weekend, I was watching just like Chris Bradford randomly. He punches the three. It kicks back and hits the two pin. The two pin rolls across and takes out the other three. So he got like the bad eight out of a three pin. Well, hey, at least, at least... (laughs) At least, you know, he ripped the three. It's it's bad when you miss. You get the three-two, and then it kicks across against the three-pin. That's a bad break. You already ripped a three-pin. You got a bonus five. If you if you hit the three-pin first and you cherry that out, and then you get the other three-two, that's not a bad break. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the match against you, as soon as I won that one, it was like, okay, we got to, like, put some work in here because I had another break from the A's. Um... The one thing that I've done differently over the last few years, like from in the past, from making it like deep in runs and stuff like that, from like even after winning Red Deer is like the breaks this time I was stretching just to try and stay fresh. Cause you talk to so many people and it's like you sit there for an hour and your legs get heavier, your body gets sore. And I was trying to move around and like doing anything just to stay fresh. And I knew playing Sylvain that I was going to have to be like at the top of my game just watching him like absolutely mow the competition and that like from me running both sides the one year to the fours I knew that there was going to point be a point where like he was going to get tired or just like slip mentally and I knew I had to jump on him early in that match and I did I think I shot a three and he banged out nine ten for like a 260 so I had a lead which was all I wanted I'm sure that was the first time he didn't have a lead all day um I was fortunate that he was, I could tell he wasn't sharp because he was chopping and stuff like that. He wasn't having opens. He just wasn't like throwing strikes and row. It was almost like he was just kind of like relaxed at the start and then saw I was like running away and would catch me because I think I had 600 for two and was only up like 50 or 60. And I think the third game I like struggled a little bit and he like basically brought it even. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. Like he's just going to kind of run the sheet on me and. I think there was a point where we were both like on a pile of strikes and he just made the mistake first, like I said. Like he made the mistake, I threw the strike and it was tough for him. I was I think he could have forced me to throw in the end, I think he went strike chop spare or something and I just needed like a plow 
and pins or something to get him, but he could have made my life a little harder, a little more interesting. Like, I, I had a bad feeling that I was going to see him on the other side and he was going to want vengeance for sure. <laughs> and came true. But um, the next match against Ryan, like, it's like Kerry said, like, I know who he is. I kind of, I've watched him play a few tournaments. Like, I watched him win Timmins, so I kind of knew what he was about. Uh, there was a lot of Ontario bowlers cheering him on, obviously, because it's kind of coming down to the end. And the one thing I knew was just, like, like I said, like, take care of my own business. It's I know this guy's not going to miss, so I need to, like, be at my best. And coming off beating Sly, I was, like, really, really confident. Um, that showed in my scores as I started hot against him. Again, I, I think I plowed in 10, and he banged out to keep it pretty close. I think I had, like, a 309, and he had, like, a 260. So, again, like, I had the lead, knew I had, like, a little room for error, and then... The next game we both kind of started off slow and then i just like absolutely caught it it got easy for sure i think i threw a 390 or 380 the second game it was like a slow start and then something just like clicked like <laughs> i knew that my timing was good i just needed like a little bit of focus on what i was doing hit a spot and it was just good like i wasn't i was trying to hit the right side but i like never ever was but i didn't care like strikes are strikes yeah. I just kept going like if this is working I'm going to keep throwing it until it stops working and it just kept going 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 and I just snowballed on him but even then like it was I finally looked at the score after he'd finished to kind of like see where it was at and we were like tied and I was like how I've thrown nothing but strikes and he was just like I said he just grinded it was like corner spares strikes corner spares I mean he got quite a few bad hits that match could have been like really different but I mean I said sometimes you need luck i mean these ones for sure you need a little bit of help um but yeah i finished that one off had like 100 points on him and then the last game he did make a run i think we were tied after five and then same thing i just went on like a big pile of strikes again just because i knew like i needed like i can't give anything to this guy and got him he struggled i think he had a blow through that was like really ugly and i was like oof that's kind of the end of it and we shook after like 28 or 29 frames but that was that was tight like i had 680 and he wasn't going away after two which is scary um yeah kudos to him he bowled he bowled unreal it was insane uh good to see all those ontario guys coming out and playing well hopefully it brings more of them yeah. um to the final it was like i played so good against ryan i mean i beat sly before i just knew like i tried not to like let the trophy get in my head but there was like so many shots i'd throw that just were so good felt so good that it's like hey like kind of calm down stay in your element just do your two frames at a time come back like talk to like the people that were supporting me don't look at the score like dexter said just wait and hear kind of what he's throwing just keep my head down don't look at the score just take care of my business and I just stayed hot like I couldn't miss it felt like I couldn't miss unless I like really really let up and that only really happened like the start of the second game is I kind of like freewheeled a little bit and then kind of realized like hey this is important <laughs> probably start <laughs> reeling this back in and went up went on a big run of strikes again in the second game but th that was the that was the thing like all weekend like I think I had like 60 or 70 and four and finished with a three like I just went huge at the end but that was like the whole weekend for me. It was just 
if I needed the strikes, they were there, and it was—it just felt so easy. Like the the more I kept doing it, the more confident I was that like, if there comes a point, like say I need to throw three and ten, like I'm gonna do it, just yeah. because I've been doing it the whole time. Like I I don't even know how many like turkeys, four baggers, five baggers I threw, like on Sunday. Like it was just insane. Like every match that I closed out was on strikes. It wasn't the other person like necessarily messing up it was me like forcing them to throw because i'm just like running the sheet um it's funny how much confidence does that right you do it early in the day you throw triples to finish matches and then all of a sudden it just continues you just know you're getting up in nine ten. you're gonna throw a four bagger to get out it, it wasn't a question it's just go up and do it right yeah um there was a point i think it was close to the end of the second game of the final match Tim's bringing out the trophy out of the back room, and I kind of lean over to him. I'm like, oh, maybe don't take the trophy down there and show them it yet. Maybe keep it back here. Tim proceeds to walk down right onto right the lane. Right beside me. He yeah. walked right like, beside me. Doing? I was like, oh, like, get that away. Like, come on. No I way, made man. my own little world, and it's like, trophy. Like, ooh. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's like, it's like bringing up the Stanley Cup. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I don't know. There's like... I think it was like four or five years ago I made a run at the fours and I did lose to Dexter and Mitch I think in the fours and like I was kind of like when I'd, I'd like look around see what was going on and like what happened to Tyler it looked like he just like ran out of steam and out of gas like it's too bad I know that's like a really long day especially mm-hmm. without the break but man it's like so hard and I'm I'm kind of glad that happened to me before so I kind of knew like I said with the stretching to like stay fresh to like eat have food to like keep my body like good there was there was never a point on that sunday where i felt like sore or tired or stuff was hurting and it, it felt so good like i could see like in sly and dexter and like in tyler they were just you could tell that they were like laboring like it wasn't it's just bowling still fucking tired G- yeah <laughs> like it, it was a it was a battle for them like physically and mentally whereas for me it was just mental and i felt like that's where i had a big leg up where it was just like something i didn't have to worry about i okay don't take this the wrong way but i found uh sly as he was getting tired and tired his freshness of his hair was going further and further because <laughs> his front tuft was up here like all nice and per- Nice and whatever, and then all of a sudden it was getting droopier, and it was getting droopier, and getting droopier, and I was just watching it, and I was like, "He's getting tired." You could tell yeah. in his face, right? He was just sweating. Well, it's, so, and, it's so hot down yeah, in the pit yeah. too. Like you, yeah. I was like, by the end, I saw a picture. I think John once took of me, and there's like, I have a big tuft of hair that's just like you can tell it's like wet from the yeah. sweat. Like yeah, that's a long day down there. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's almost a blessing in disguise um, getting knocked out of one side a little bit earlier, right? So you, you get to stay fresh and stuff like that. It's all in the moment too, right? You get later in a tournament, even if you're running both sides. If you if you start to struggle, the tiredness just overtakes you, right? It's not yeah. it's not like the tire. I don't think you being tired is what causes the struggle. I think is when when you get that little bit of a struggle, then all of a sudden it seems to catch up to you, and maybe it's one one or the other, but. Yeah, it's just, um, it's hard yeah. to dig out of. There's yeah, just so sure. much more going on in your head. Like yeah. I said, for me, it was like a few things. It's like, okay, if you're throwing chops, you just have to like get it more on your fingers because you're palming it. Like corners is timing. Like plows are just bad luck. I mean, I told you that at Masters of Bonnie Dude, and like I, I haven't been plowing. I just need to hit the middle yeah. and hit the middle this weekend and it paid. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're also the one that tells me power chops isn't a thing. It's just a bad no, ball. It's a bad ball. <laughs> Sticking by, look how well, look how many chops I threw. I probably threw like four on Sunday. <laughs> so he's the winner. I guess he's got yeah. some merit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you win. I'm trying to spread the word. Everybody takes his gospel. On, on yeah. Thursday night, every time Kerry complains, Derek's like, "Well, you haven't won here like I have." Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, I'm I'm not like you. I like making friends, Tim. <laughs> Yeah. We, we only have four other friends, Derek, on, yeah. on Thursday each, right? It's only our team, right? So Hey, I had, I had the COVID Cup guys there all weekend. They had my back. That was really cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All them sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. The Derek um, Golf Fan Club. That's <laughs> what it's called now. Um, yeah. So I guess, Derek, what does what the, the championship mean to you? Oh, just so much. Like I know you and Dexter see me practicing in there all the time. Like, that's only one faucet. There's, like, so many people I could thank that have helped me, people I've asked for advice, people I've, like, stolen a little bit of their style from. Like, I stole Dexter and Tim's line. I, like, snapped my hand to my shoulder like Weber and Johnny do just to, like, emphasize a follow-through and keep myself accurate. Just, like, taking little things from people. I mean, I've struggled, so I've done a lot of watching and, you know, you're watching the winners, so you kind of, like, look, see what they're doing, watch routine, just kind of, like, model myself after them and try and, like, pick little things, just try and make myself better. I mean, the struggle sucks, but it was, I think the COVID break helped me kind of step back and, like, analyze myself better just to, like, see, like, what mistakes I'm making and why. Like, I ended up switching to backup on Wednesday because I just... I can't clear my hips with a hook and it was forcing me to like whip it left. So that change was obviously huge. I mean, by the end of Sunday, I was throwing hook back up straight. So I was taking whatever I could get, mm -hmm. but yeah, just like little things like that, just trying to stay like economical again, like my health was a big thing. There was a lot of years where I had knee problems the last like two, three years I've gone to physiotherapy. And like I said, I've, I've never felt better bowling and it's it it's so refreshing it feels like i'm a kid again where like i can play eight games and the only reason my back sore is because i'm just like up on the lane every shot mm -hmm. like the knee problem being gone is like so nice like i remember the year that i lost to carrie and regina in the fours i think it was like same thing as like dexter where like like three four days later i'm like still sore whereas like right now like yesterday i felt fine mm -hmm. which is like incredible so Last last tour season, uh, Brian Hurst wins. Derek wins this year. Is this like a diabetic thing going on here? <laughs> Is this a new trend, or I don't know. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it definitely forces me to eat. That's for sure. You guys ran out of ham sandwiches. I was pissed. My, I know. <laughs> My pancreas is definitely holding me back. <laughs> I'll take it. You you can have my like floating lump. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, there there's so many like little things like practice, like looking up things, like watching ten pinners, like see what they do, just like trying to pull from the best, like anywhere I could, like looking at hockey goalies like mentality so they can stay in the game for sixty minutes, like trying to find like anything I could just to help with like little parts to get a leg up. Like everybody here is on an even playing field. We all have five pins out there. We all have a ball. Like you need to do like every little thing you can to get an advantage, right? Like the competition is just insane. 
like I said, you never know when someone's going to find it and tee off, and then, you know, can you dig in and throw strikes too? You got to yeah. do everything you can to put yourself in a good position to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not to take away from this discussion, because I'm sure we'll still talk about it a little bit, but uh, we have a second special guest, and it may be the youngest person to throw a perfect game at a tour event. So uh, let's, without further ado, bring her in here. We have Michaela. Hello. Welcome. How's it going? There we go. Good. How are you guys? Good. Good. Do you own anything that isn't Yankees related? Just asking. <laughs> Just uh, somebody get her a hat. <laughs> I do own a WCBT hat. I just don't know where it is actually at the moment. That would have been appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> I know, right? It's missing. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. You have a perfect game and he doesn't. So just let that slide off your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how does it feel a couple of days after uh, the big tournament and obviously throwing a perfect game and making the cut? We were kind of having a, a discussion about this earlier. You may be the only player in um, WCBT era that has thrown a perfect game in qualifying and still made the cut. So yeah, well, just so you're aware. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that, so that's pretty cool. But uh, it's uh, more believable now, I feel like. I feel like I, I find it funny because after I threw it, I was talking to like Mel and I was like, hey, can you just like pinch me for a second? Because like, I, have, I don't know if this is true. So like, <laughs> that was one of the funny things that happened. But yeah uh i feel like more days like that have passed i can remember more too that has like happened in like the conversations i've had after i had after it so that's pretty nice like i remember like because rob wolfson had given me a hug and said some things to me so i can finally start to like remember what he said instead of like it's a blur totally like blurriness yeah (laughs) yeah yeah all the elation going on in your head too right it it's so hard to focus on anything after something so big as that and um obviously you still making the cut like that's always kind of the trend after you throw a perfect game you kind of go in a little bit of a slump and and you you held it off as long as you could but it did show up in game seven and stuff like that but for you to come out in game eight and battle your way back is uh is absolutely amazing and it's something that uh, a lot of people don't learn early and i hope i hope you that you learn something from that because you are going to have that little bit of slump and i know you had a lot of people in your ear uh kind of going in through game seven game eight and i'm just i was so happy to watch you battle your way through and make it through because as much as the perfect game is great your ultimate goal was to make the cut right so that's huge yeah for sure i outsider looking in um when you're shooting your perfect game i thought it was really cool how uh some of the ladies were really there for you i i don't know if you remember because it was a blur but shauna was there and tracy was right behind you the whole time how did how did that feel during that whole process um i well i during the 450 i didn't really notice shauna until like after but tracy for sure like i i honestly especially my last ball tracy had said some things to me which I obviously don't remember, but um, <laughs> definitely like helps. Like, I, I don't think I would have threw my 450 without Tracy being there. Just help me calm down, like calm down, just for that last shot for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's nice to have like all them, all the ladies or like women, 
like on by on my back and stuff like that. So have have you gone back and looked at the live video, uh, seeing the perfect game or anything like that? I think I've seen it like three times. I don't I don't really like watching it. It's like <laughs> weird to watch almost. It's, uh, me and Marcel watched it last night because I had only seen the like the one that Jen Baldwin had filmed, which I like laugh every time I watch it because like when she's talking and I like it's hilarious what she says but um I watched uh Derek's which Marcello had showed me and so it was just like a different angle because I could see like where my shot went so mm-hmm. just yeah but and I'm not a huge fan of watching that absolute yeah. bombs they were yeah. all absolute bombs there Gosh. were no questions about any of them it was mm-hmm. awesome there was no 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 sleazy ones at all yeah was there ever a moment where it kind of like crept into your head that you could throw a perfect game or was it just like one shot at one shot at a time and being in the moment like did it ever creep into your head when you were at like seven eight nine uh yeah honestly probably like the sixth frame like i've always been like a person who like starts like honestly even like Sometimes I'll be like, oh, I threw the first one. I have a chance at a 450 here. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I got to around like 6-7, I was like, oh, you know, you have that, like, you're throwing a good shot. Like, they're all decent and everything. And so I kind of, like, was like, oh, here here could be, like, your chance. And then once I mm-hmm. threw, like, 9, I was more, it was more, like, confident that I was saying that I could do it. Like, six was like oh you know you have a chance it was kind of like a joke but then usually when i think about that is when i mess up that happened a few thursdays ago i looked had front nine and started shaking i was like oh no (laughs) not again (laughs) almost pitched you were really close Derek. yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. thanks tim Yeah, first of all what i would do is set yourself a reminder you know every morning say I don't know, 7 30 8 a.m and send that video clip to marcello and rich and ju- just just show them that that it is possible to be a good bowler in that family uh, and, uh, I, I was so impressed um throughout your, your whole qualifying shift i had a chance to watch you quite quite a bit that first game we were right there and uh, i remember uh, you ended up uh, actually mentioning something to Braxton I don't remember yeah. I'm not sure if you remember that mm-hmm. but uh, he remembers it vividly but uh, what, what did you tell Brax well I threw like a 203 my first game or something around there and uh, I think I had like the highest on my set too or not my set but like definitely my lane so we were like my lane was joking around and then I walked back to Braxton I was like well I really need a 450 here buddy and then he was like okay and then so we high five and then like I had thrown it, and he was like, "Wait, you actually like?" He was, he was laughing with me because I was like, "We actually did it." <laughs> that was that was funny. So, yeah. And then the only other thing I, I wanted to, to kind of pick your brain on is uh, I, I know there was definitely a bit of a struggle in you know games you know six and seven there. Uh, what what was kind of the feeling coming down, knowing that you're going to need a, a relatively decent game the last one, and uh, what what pushed you through it? Uh, well, I mean, game six, I knew, like, I was kind of, like, I felt like I was, like, going downhill. Like, I I was missing the middle more, and even that, I was, like, punching more, and then I wasn't, like, 
just wasn't cleaning up my pins. So I was almost, I felt like I was almost throwing like a tight shot. And then I, my seventh game, I threw like a buck 90, I think a buck 95. And, um, I was just score watching like crazy. Like I just, after every frame, I was looking up at my score and I was like crunching numbers and it was just, I was like almost getting into my own head. And then after my seventh game, I'd like over like 16 people talk to me. I feel like I felt like I had people coming in from everywhere telling me stuff. And then Matt Eisenhower had told me like, just don't look at your score. Like he was just like, just avoid that. And then I lucked out because we were on seven and eight and the TV on eight wasn't working. (laughs) So (laughs) that was a plus. (laughs) Yeah. And then just Tracy Smith again during that last game, just, you, she was just she came back and she or she came over and told me like just go sit down like after you throw your shot and then just think of the next shot and how like to execute perfectly on that shot and so that's just what I did I threw I think it was around like the fourth frame and then I would go and I would throw and then I would just go back and I sat in the same chair every time and I just didn't let anyone talk to me and I think I'd like I'd been listening to some music here and there but yeah, that's what I did those games. <laughs> yeah. So so many people have like good intentions and want to see people succeed and they'll they'll talk to you because they want to see you succeed, but mm-hmm. there's a point where it's overwhelming and you need to tune it out and yeah. just to yeah. Yeah, it's a sensory things. overload. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, for and sure. G- good for you for recognizing that. Yeah. 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 Nothing better than sitting down and focusing on something to keep the keep the bad thoughts out, obviously, and uh, just worry about what you're doing, right? Your execution. Try and keep the thoughts good or neutral, at least, right? You you want to keep the bad thoughts out. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. unreal. It was fun. Um, so, how did yeah. Sunday go for you, Michaela? Uh, Sunday did not go as i mean i would like i mean everyone wanted to like you know succeed but i was like getting in my head i was putting way too much pressure on myself i was throwing like a tight shot and i think it was the first game against Derek home i like punched every second frame in my very first game so that didn't really help and i was just then i would go up on the lane and i'm just already like done I was like you know here don't like I was just telling myself bad things that I didn't need to say and so that didn't help and then uh I think who I played Jordan my second and I had lost uh, Justin. Like, Justin. Justin. Oh, Justin, Justin Justin okay uh I um had lost like 80 pins to, or more by uh to Derek and then my second uh, um or the B bracket I, I mean, I was only down by 20 pins going into the second game, but then I just wasn't getting my spares. I wasn't throwing as many strikes as I would like. So, yeah. And then I was down by like 200 pins. So <laughs> that didn't help that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I'm sure most of us here can say is we've all gone bang, bang, probably in our first tournament and maybe even our second or third. It, uh, it takes a little bit to get used to the Sundays and you doing it at such a young age is just meaning by the time you, you make your second round, which could be the very next tournament, who the heck knows, Mm -hmm. you're going to be so much farther ahead than people your age by far. So, um, 
congratulations. It, mm-hmm. It's an amazing run, even though you may have not had the Sunday results you were looking for. You had results on Saturday or uh, qualifying that most people don't have yet, right? So, uh, pretty pretty cool. Pretty yeah, pretty successful you. too. I mean, she she won her first match in the Invitational, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you walked away with how much money this weekend? Uh, <laughs> a lot of money, a lot more than the rest of us, except for Derek. Uh, I heard you're buying three... Yeezys. <laughs> Yeezys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thirty around thirty seven hundred dollars, I think. <laughs> that's not bad. Close awesome. to there. That's yeah, on the bowling addiction awesome. for a while. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I got the new shoes already on the ordered list, so we'll see what happens. Buy yourself something nice when you get a little bit of bowling money. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. You guys have any more questions for Michaela? No, no, I, no I, I just I, th- I think it was just wonderful how she played and Amazing. Uh, and and uh, it was great having her do so well and and I know Marcello got his first first cut first four hundred in autumn and then and now mm-hmm. she does the same thing and one ups him. Um, yeah. But it, you know what? It may, maybe it's the year of the, of the you know maybe it's the year of the kids, right? Maybe that's a good sign, right? So um, yeah, exactly. it's a pos- positive. Thing. Each other. It's really great. So. Um, mm-hmm. Not only like it's it's inspirational for all of us because we had to keep our obviously we had to keep us on our toes right so. I mean, um, I played five yeah. TPCs before I made a cut, and I was like twenty three when I made it. So yeah, <laughs> jealous for sure. <laughs> and, and and make a cut in the largest cash event that's ever been played, which yeah. is I, I think even more impressive than uh, than than you know previous years. Um, mm. I, I was super impressed with, with your poise uh, throughout the whole weekend, uh, including you know the invitational. Um, There's a lot of pressure that 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 first uh, that first go round. So uh, you handle that with uh, with with class, and uh, re- really proud uh, to to see you grow uh, not only on the cash uh, circuit, but I know you've got a lot of other big tournaments coming up here, um, including uh, one next weekend, if I remember correctly, uh, up in uh, Saint Albert. Yeah, I have the singles, provincials, or like YBC singles. Yeah, so I think so. Hmm. Right next weekend. Yes. Yeah. Do you do you have any goals like uh, per personal goals uh, for for any of those tournaments? I mean, Other obviously to like we'll <laughs> win, but um, yeah. I always like to. Um, have like a certain average cap that I always have. So like, I think the last time I can't even remember the last time I bowled in the singles event for YBC would have been like, I lost at St. Albert three years ago, I think, or two years ago, wherever before COVID. And I, I just remember like bowling terribly. I, I made the step ladder, but I just did not like, uh, hit my standards. And so this time I almost like, you know, like, around 250 like I just want to you know succeed that way and you know or have like every game over a certain amount so like I do that for most tournaments I'll put like a like a um I'll take a score so like this weekend I'll say 250 and I want every game above 250 or two like Mm -hmm. around there yeah that's what normally what I do but 
Well, if you shoot a game lower than 250, you know a 450 fixes it. So, just do that. Yeah. No, it was amazing. Um, I do want to ask a question. Kind of, this was kind of brought up earlier in the podcast for everybody can answer it. How they feel? Do you feel like the field is getting younger, or uh, Michaela, this might not be a question for you, but or is it just we're older and the field is just younger because we're older, right? Because we used to be the young guns, and I probably the older guys on tour are like, oh, this tour is getting young. It's just the way of the times. There's just more players, so it seems like there's a lot more young players. The percentages are probably the same. Um, I agree. I think there's a lot of new faces making cuts, and they all seem to be young. I mean, mm-hmm. the one exception this weekend was it was really cool seeing Blair Pizzi make a cut. That was... yeah really special to see yeah but like yeah. even like colton yuza in calgary and stuff like that and your brother as well you for tbc there's it just seems like there's more and more of you kind of taking your bit of the spotlight and running with it and we hope you make it back to it 100 percent. yeah really cool to see yeah but i don't know if it's so much like there's more or if it's it's just different faces, like because those cuts used to be Evan, Bradley, Tyler, right? Those used to be the young guns that just but all of a sudden came out of nowhere and made cuts, right? But, so, but they're, but they're still young though. I mean, I mean, Tyler's not really. Cool. Tyler's twenty. Well, Tyler, but <laughs> Evan, like, Evan. What do you consider young, Tim? Younger than you? Jesus. No, no. But I mean, I think 20, 26, 25 and under is still young. I, I would. Think. I was making cuts at twenty five, twenty six. So you're, you're saying that was. Yeah, you were young. Yeah, you were young. But but the thing is, though. So it's the same when we, thing. When we first started, uh, there was 125 entries and how many different people, right? There are very few young people compared to older ones out there. Now it's just exponentially with the amount of people. It just there's just that many more people there. I think I, percentages, it's the same. I think well, there's just more would, people. You're right, but I think percentage-wise, it's the same. That, yeah. I think they're around. The, I think it'd be the same. Do, do you, I, you I put, think they're just new faces. Yeah, yeah. You should put down the tour yeah. membership age. No. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's just uh, with, with with the tour itself being such a, a prevalent thing now within our sport. Uh, now we're just getting more and more people who might take the extra year or two before they jump on tour now they're just making appearance and then you know they're yeah. making appearance and some are making cuts or at least making waves it's right? just kind of more built into the bowling culture now. like that back, back in our day how, how many 16 or 14 year olds do we ever see play on tour right? none none yeah. right you get so like local ybcers and it'd be like a handful whereas now i think you have like People going back to their home provinces and like telling these kids like you need to make this you got to come see this like mm-hmm. you know like the Gillardis going to Winnipeg and telling all these kids like hey like there's another level come check it out Mitch going to Ontario like all the Quebec people like telling all these kids like there's there's something past this if you feel bored yeah I, th- I think it's just you're seeing the like you said a little bit of the evolution like the Wisemans used to be those ones that all of a sudden they started playing the, the tour right you guys were young when you started playing it right it's just an evolution of the sport we are the the older crowd now or I guess the middle crowd there's still the older crowd but it, it's it's nice seeing that I yeah. feel like the older crowd. <laughs> nice, nice seeing the young the young people continue to come into it, and you just know that it, it's healthy, 
right? Yeah. It was healthy when we came into it. It's just bigger now. That's all. It's just grown. Agreed. It's, it's awesome to see. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about this week? This weekend? What else? What else big happened? Was there any? Uh, we, there was some fouls. Yeah, lots of four hundreds. Yeah. yeah, you're saying there's nine. Nine. nine? nine? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have them. I have them right here. Let's, how many years in a row has there been a per- perfect game of the TPC? Is it three now? Uh, we've had, what, four? Is it four perfect games now? We Eric. have Michaela, we have Dwayne, we have Eric, Eric. Eric Chose, and Jordan Shoots. I think it's three year, three seasons in a row that there's been one, and then it's been four out of five or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, that hurts the perfect game perfect game issues that we're having but, but i mean one still event worth two grand yeah one event yeah. three grand yeah 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 it's still worth money that's for sure well even uh when tyler won the high game pot or did he go in i forget whatever happened yeah he did he won it yeah. on the he got like two hundred dollars still yeah. right like that's obviously quite a bit smaller than what the normal intake on the weekend is, but that's literally just Sunday and a little bit of Friday money or a little bit of Saturday afternoon money. That's pretty cool. I mean, you'd figure that everybody playing is going in it because you never know. Mm-hmm. Like it can come anytime. Yeah. Anybody. I mean, yeah, bang, high average, low average, average mid average, <laughs> anybody can do it. Yeah. If, if you're going to, if you're going to play the event, I, I highly recommend that you, bet on yourself to uh play well right it's it amazes me that there's still you enter in yourself enter into (laughs) trust in yourself (laughs) enter into a game of skill in order to win some of your entry fee money back yeah i think it was like either my 10th or 11th shot or maybe it was just it was going into the 10th frame and I was like, oh, I wonder if I went in the, the 450 pot because I totally didn't remember going in it. I was like, that would suck if I didn't. <laughs> Jordan shoots to that, yeah. and I gave him 50 cents because I figured he deserved something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't go into the singles had. pot either. Oh. Like here. Bad. That's amazing. You go play this big money event and don't put in for... He he didn't yeah, he didn't in all you fairness what? though he, he didn't have a, I think everybody sponsored him yeah he and, and he does money. not regret it at all he's like no, honestly no, no. if I did go into that stuff I probably would have thought about it and I may not have never thrown it yeah. so it's fine he's just saying that to save face yep you instantly <laughs> regret it eating it deep inside <laughs> honestly I personally would take a perfect game over the money right now one hundred percent I wouldn't. No, no. Yeah, See, that's that's why I'm to- I'm totally okay with upsets okay. or like I'm mistakes going for in my game because I never You've got three of them. Three, four. How many of them you got? Get out of here. Just just three. No, just three. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Except my three is only worth five hundred dollars. So my zero mm. is worth zero. <laughs> They're all back closer to Michaela's age though. <laughs> Yeah, pretty close, yeah. <laughs> Actually, houseboat trip. So that was worth some money, I guess. No, and no, I did... right. Those were the days. days. Yeah. Um, so I guess before we end this podcast, let's uh, do a little talking about the Winnipeg tournament. 
Yeah. Who's going? I will not be. I'm going I because... I am not. <laughs> I, I really wasn't sure if I'd be making it out there, but uh, Winnipeg does such an amazing job yeah. of supporting our event, and it would be really remiss of one of us not going out and supporting. It's awesome they're trying to put this on. I'm glad they are. So, uh, yeah, we are absolutely going to go out there and support. And Do we want to uh, play, or do we want to talk about the format, or do we want to leave that for another podcast? Since we have reached our two-hour mark. Let, let, let them build it up on a podcast closer to. Yeah, they'd say it better than we could. T- Tim filled our lineup, apparently. I did fill up your lineup, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love to go to it, but I shift work, so it's it. Like I work that weekend, and trading shifts tough sometimes, especially with it being yeah. like a few weeks out. Yeah. No, for sure. But I'd love to go. If not this year, then next year. Derek, there finally got off a month-long vacation. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got to book all my vacation in January, so this time of year it's a little little thin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I wish them luck. It sounds like they're getting like a decent turnout. I mean, mm-hmm. they had the the entries there. Lots of people out of town. It's good to see people traveling. It's always appreciated by them. I mean, that I wish I could be one, but it's good to see people doing it, trying to help them out. Well, and the biggest thing in, for, in all these events is making sure that you get good local support. That's the reason why certain tournaments have died, and um, it's, it's the most important thing of all of it because you're going to get people traveling – but if you don't get enough people from local, you're just never going to have the numbers. And um, the great thing about Winnipeg is, like they, like I said, they support our tournament really well. They support Calgary really well. They support Regina really well. There's no reason why they won't be supporting their own tournament really well. So, uh, Yeah, there will be some faces hopefully we'll see that we haven't seen for a long time because obviously we know that um, some players can't make it out to these events. So it'll be nice to go to them and see see them playing again and... Maybe see Robbie Shannis out on the lanes. Hey? Exactly who I was thinking. Yep, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, Shannis isn't signed up yet, though. But hopefully he signs up. Yeah, well, he doesn't come on podcast either, so who knows? Yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. That's a little hard. Tell us how you really is, feel. Is, is, is it? Is it? Uh, yeah, okay. Friends it's, off. It's, it's, friends come off. Come on, it's not a podcast without a, a Winnipegger getting roasted, okay? So... <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Daryl Camboon, he used to come out he to uh, a few of these tournaments. So. He's always he is, in Regina. He is yeah. playing Winnipeg. He is for yeah. sure. He signed up. That's good. That'll be awesome. Scott Barber be another one. Yeah, yeah, he usually comes to Regina. Okay, cool. All right. Um, do you guys have any last words before we wrap this podcast up? Uh, well, I just oh. want to make mention that uh, our All Star. Uh, Shelby Crest's dad passed away in his memorial service was today, was so today. Our, our thoughts are with the Crest family for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a rough day. Kind of, we heard about it on the yeah. weekend, and it, it was uh, tough. yeah, uh, never good when uh, bowling family members pass away. And uh, hopefully, they're doing well, and our thoughts and prayers are with them. And, uh, Hope to see Shelby and those guys uh, get back on their feet and see them out there. I'm certainly well. I know the center was closed today, but they'll be back up. And I'm hopefully after a few days, Shelby will be back in, right? So when he needs some time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All righty. Well, thank you very much, Derek, for being on. Michaela, for jumping in and sharing your perfect game and your run with us. And uh, congrats to the champ once again. 
Derek hoisting yeah. another trophy. Second yeah. one before Tim. How do you feel? That too. <laughs> oh, hey. To, I, 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 was to see you. I was trying to make it all Derek. And I, so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you done messed that it up. Work. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. I removed him completely. Some, just one more thing I can hold above his head. I can finally, you know, get a little, little ammo against him. But, you know, just going back to the weekend, just thanking all the volunteers, all the staff. Wiseman family, like Sue, Len, like all the WCBT people, Daryl, all the staff that work there, all those young kids working those hours. I know, you know, that age you want your weekends, but I, I appreciate every hour they put in, all that stuff. Can't say thank you enough to all the people, all the support I had, all that. And congrats to Michaela. That's so cool. Yeah, congrats to you too. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Well, you guys have a great week, and you can stay on afterwards if you want to talk a little bit, but have a good one. All right. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Take care, guys.